Hey guys, and welcome back to the Purpose and Cultivated Podcast. I know it has been a minute since I left you. It's been a minute since I dropped a podcast, but I'm back. If you are new and this is the first time of you hearing the Purpose and Cultivated Podcast, I am Jocelyn Lynch, your host. I am a mom, I am an educator, and I am an onboarding strategist who equipped moms just like myself with all the skills they need to create the rhythm they need between business, life, and everything else in between. So before we dive in, I do have a few housekeeping notes for as I like to say Sunday announcements because y'all know I'm churchy on Friday, August 21st at 8 p.m. I am hosting the August edition of Virtual Mommy Meetup, and I'm being joined by my cousin um, in a powerhouse, Vandisha Johnson. She is the founder of Well Woman, Inc. Um, she's the host of Well Talk Podcast, owner of Your Legacy Realty, and she's also a public school community engagement coordinator. And while she does all of these amazing things, she is a dynamic mom of two and a mighty, mighty prayer warrior. And so this conversation, we are diving in um, to the topic of virtual learning. We're going to talk about how we can support our families, how we can support our children, and how we can make this transition just a little bit easier for everyone. So I want you to head on over to connectwithjocelyn.com and make sure that you register today. Again, it's connectwithjocelyn.com and you will see the link for a virtual mommy meetup. Um, I will drop that link into the bio. All right, so let's dive into today's episode. So over the last few weeks, God has been on my heart um, just about serving and he keeps asking me, how are you going to serve? It's one thing about me that um, I don't like. It's when when I'm asked the same thing over and over again and I really get frustrated sometimes with God and I'm just being honest because he doesn't let up and he won't let up especially when you give him your yes to the call on your life and so the more he continues to press on my heart how are you going to serve how are you going to serve I remember last year when I found out I was pregnant um, I was a few steps from distraught because I allowed myself to step back into a moment and thanks to keto and that moment um I got pregnant. And so I had no intention of becoming pregnant. I honestly didn't want any more children. Um, I was completely content with my son. I had made up in my mind that I wasn't having sex again until I had gotten married. But you know how it is. You play with fire and you do what? You eventually get burned. So when I took the pregnancy test, I sat on the side of the bed and I cried. And it's ironic that I'm saying this to you because I'm sitting in the exact same place that I cried in. But I am totally different now. And y'all, I big cried, right? And, And I was just tapped at my church, you know, to to be um, in a leadership experience um, at my church. And I had only been in my church for like a year at this point, right? Um, almost two years. And, you know, my pastors trusted me enough to pour into me, to cultivate me. And I'm like, oh, well, what the heck? Why would, why would, why would you go and get pregnant? Like, why? What's the point? And so I began to beat myself up. And I remembered a conversation I had had with somebody like literally a few months prior and it found out I was back with, you know, my fiance and cause we had split and their words to me. So like, this is a quick little caveat. Be careful of the words that you say to people. And so their words to me was, 
um, you know, don't let the same thing happen and happen with KJ. And so literally, y'all, you know, when somebody says something to you, it plants a seed. And so when I found out I was pregnant, like everything just started flooding my mind. Like I was like, oh my God, here I am. I'm pregnant. You know, I didn't got tapped at church to be a leadership experience. I'm a teacher. This is my first year teaching, um, first full year teaching. Oh, it was my second year. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it was my first full year teaching. Um, and like I, I struggled and then I remembered her words. I remembered them so clear and she said, Don't let it happen. And so then in my mind I replayed everything that happened when I got pregnant with KJ. How our relationship just kinda like just plummeted to a point where we didn't think we would ever return from that. And that's another podcast for another day. But I literally was like, yo, what happened? And so I had to talk to some trusted people and I had to talk to God. Although I felt like God was just irritated with me, right? And so um, that's just a small thing. Just be careful of what you say to people. So we'll talk about, you know, how seeds can be planted on another podcast. But that's why I was. I was just like, I was toe up, y'all. Forgetting that God is a redeemer, right? I just, it just won't hit in me that he's a redeemer. And so I was hurt and I really just wanted things to go back to normal and I wanted them to go back to normal quickly. And a part of my quickly was that um, I just didn't think, you know, I didn't think anything was going to be right, right? And so I remember um, calling one of my directors and we would chat here and there. And um, he was like, is everything okay? And I told him finally that I was pregnant. And I began to talk really, really fast. And he was like, can you slow down? And I got all my feelings out on the table. And he calmly said to me, well, first, congratulations. Babies are a blessing. I will be praying for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby to be born. Stop beating yourself up. Life happens. Now, how do you want to serve? Y'all, I had just told a director at church, you know, director, he he a leader in this thing, right? That I was pregnant out of wedlock. I was floored. And all he said was, how do you want to serve? In my mind, I was thinking, don't you mean I'm going to be sat down for a year? And I said, how do I want to serve? And he said, yeah. And I knew in that moment, I didn't want to give up what I had just began as the email marketing coordinator for my church. And I asked, could I continue? Yeah, I know it didn't stop there. Like that wasn't the only conversation I had because at this time I was serving on three ministries. I was like over my ministry max by one. Um, but I was serving on three different ministries. And so I had to talk to all of my directors. Plus I needed to still talk to my pastor, right? But this one director in particular, um, that's family it's not even like you know like we've become family I'll say that um and that was just a safe space and so it didn't stop there and so I was able to schedule some time to talk to my first lady and uh, who is the executive pastor of my church and I went into her office I remember it was one day after you know our leadership lab and I sat there and I just knew in my head, y'all, that she was going to be like, you know, we're going to pray for you, but you're going to have to sit down for a year. You know, I just knew that because that's where I came from. And so when I talked to her, what floored me the most was that our conversation resembled what my director had already said. 
And so let me just stop right here for a second, yo. If you are ever in a situation and or if you're ever in a church serving, worshiping, whatever, and you want to know if other leaders in the church have the heart of your pastor, in situations that are rough, in situations that are up, down, whatever, their language is going to be so similar. And so I appreciate it. That one director who had similar language to my pastor. And so when I talked to my pastor, she literally was like, okay, I heard you were, you know, because I I went through the proper channels and she said, how far along are you? I told her at that point, I think I was like eight to 12 weeks. And, um, and she was like, well, congratulations on the baby and we're going to pray for you. Right. And we had the conversation about, you know, life happens. We make choices. Some of us get caught. Some of us don't. And I just so happened got caught, right? And so she was like, it happens. And we're not going to dwell on what happened. We're going to go forward. And I'm holding you accountable. And the very next thing she said was, how do you want to serve? Again, y'all, I was floored. I low-key thought these people were nuts. But I was floored. <laughs> and it's only because of what I was used to. So that was something that I had to be broken out of. Because what I was used to growing up in a Pentecostal holiness background in church was, oh, you got pregnant out of wedlock. You low-key got shunned. You low-key was taken away. You were low-key placed in a place almost by yourself or isolated like you had a disease. When the reality is you needed people around you. And... When I talked to my first lady, that was one of the things she asked me, how do you want to serve? And she said, we don't believe in just stopping you because you need people, you need community. And little did she know is that is what I really and truly needed. I needed community to serve. I needed people who were going to pray me through it. I needed people who were not going to roll their eyes at me because I was pregnant or hound me about when I was going to say I do because I was pregnant. No, but they were going to love me, pray for me, and build me up. And so the whole time, you know, I have just been sitting here just thinking about, you know, how do you, how are you going to serve? How do you want to serve? And God has just been placing that on my heart. And I thought about when I got pregnant and how that was the question to me and how for me, for real, it's like, no matter how, how many times I mess up, God honors my yes. And the fact that he knows that I'm human and he honors, that doesn't, that doesn't stop me or negate the fact that I make mistakes or I make choices, but he honors my yes. And he honors me being human. And he honors the fact that, you know, when I told him, yes, he still wants me to serve. And it's a privilege and an honor to serve, right? And so I remember serving. I remember, you know, I still sent out the weekly newsletters. I onboarded somebody else to my team. Um, I remember still feeding the elderly and, you know, playing bingo with the elderly people, you know, because at my church, that's how we serve 
prior to COVID, we would go feed veterans and elderly people and play games and just um, commune with them. And I completely enjoyed that. It was what helped me to continue to grow through my pregnancy when I wanted to fall apart, when I wanted to just give up. I knew I had an opportunity to serve a bigger purpose than myself, right? And so serving... (laughs) Serving alone is a selfless act. Serving is reciprocal, but that's not the reason to serve. And again, I served through my pregnancy. And so now I continue to serve, right? And I do it with joy and gladness. Sometimes I'm a little snarky in my hate. No, I'm joking, y'all. No, I do serve with joy and gladness in every aspect of um my life and that when I say snarky is not for church is um me being like oh I'm serving a day yes and those are sometimes the days where I'm like I'm tired and that serve can be me serving my family that serve could be me serving at school my nine to five um I just be like hold on I'm supposed to do this today and then I get there because I don't want to say no right and then I, I know it's for me and so then I'm like girl stop acting like that go serve you y'all seen the TikTok girl don't do it I ain't gonna do it I did it I did it I guess I'm satisfying I did it I did it um but I serve and I serve with gladness I serve with complete gladness I serve with complete joy and so as God has been in my ear about serving, I'm so excited to serve more. And again, it's not just the church, but I'm excited to serve in my business and my nine to five. And I believe serving is the biggest upgrade you can give yourself. Um, I realize that my serve sometimes takes me out of my comfort zone, but it's where God needs to use me the most. And my serve is my daily offering to God um, for the people he's assigned to me. My serve isn't in vain or done with expectations of what are you going to do for me? No, my serve is from a genuine place and space. How are you going to serve? And so I don't know who this is for, but listen to me and listen to me very, very carefully. If you serve the way God is impressing on your heart and stop chasing the dollar, the fame, or the notoriety, you will reap a large harvest, a larger harvest than what you are striving for. You are forcing things to happen when God wants to make it easier for you. Stop striving so hard and just serve. This doesn't mean stop working hard and doing the things you need to need to be done, but it means stop hustling backwards. Show up for the people you're supposed to serve serve the people you're supposed to show, um, serve show up on the job you hate and serve your co-workers show up at home and serve your family well show up in your friendships and serve them well and you see sometimes we get a little snarky or a little sarcastic when we have to serve because it's like yo I gotta do this again I'm doing this and there's the snarky that comes out of me right man I gotta cook dinner again I'm tired of cooking dinner. But the reality is once I get in the kitchen and I start cutting green peppers and onions and I start pouring the heavy whipping cream and pull out the butter and I start creating meals for my family, like my serve, I know, is not in vain. Sometimes serving is a push and sometimes serving is when you are just like, I'm tired, but you feel more compelled to do it because serving is a selfless act and it doesn't mean that you can't take breaks it is honorable it is okay to say I need a break from serving right 
And it's okay to take a break, but you can't take a break for long. Because you see, the reality is the more you the more you pour, the better you will feel and the more the blessings come to you because you are serving with a clean and clear heart. How do you want to serve? Do you want to serve from a place of need and greed or do you want to serve from a place of full-on servitude and gratitude to God for placing you in those places to serve? And I know, and I know you're probably thinking, but Jocelyn, I'm not into people. Yo, I'm not either. And I'm sometimes famous for saying I don't like people. Um, but it's because in those times I didn't want to serve. And I fought the place where I needed to serve. I fought with God about where to serve. And so it was easier for me to cop out and be like, I don't like people. Because I could just hide behind that when I knew that I was supposed to be serving. And I knew that serving would open doors, but I was also scared to step into those doors and go across those thresholds. And to be honest, I'm often scared of success. If y'all can hear my kids in the background, I'm sorry. Like I'm in a totally different room. But <laughs> to be honest, I'm often scared of success. I'm afraid of what I don't have control over. But I had to change that thought pattern. You see, when you give God your yes, you're going to be required to serve, right? You're going to be required to step into territories you've never been in before. And so now, because I leaned into my yes, I leaned into servitude, I leaned into what God wanted me to do. Serving is such a joy to me. Um, and it's not because, you know, I know something is coming or something is going to happen. It's because it's what I owe God to serve his people with joy, to serve his people with the grace that he's placed over my life and to serve the people that he has trusted me to serve. You know, God trusts us to serve those he's assigned to us. So serve them and serve them well. So I'm going to ask you, just like I was asked a year ago, how do you want to serve? Just like God has been impressing upon my heart, how are you going to serve and who do you want to serve and how do you want to serve? How are you going to do this thing? And don't worry about what you will get from me, but serve like you have nothing. And I mean, absolutely nothing to gain or to lose. Until next time, I'll chat with you later.